Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I think Conference Championship Saturdays stink. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. There's no pageantry that feels like a college campus or the game. It just feels like a total complete money grab. College football does not care that it takes four hours long. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Coming up, host of Nothing Personal Podcast, David Sampson, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick, and now... Now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. We're about to talk Otani, folks, because Otani is in play. We might hear if he's staying put here in Southern California, either staying put with the Angels or the Dodgers. Could there be any other teams that have the inside track for him? I know Mm. we're in the throes of football conversation, the NBA in-season tournament. Baseball might be out of the minds and of many of you, but not for us here. We uh, we adore the sport of baseball, and Otani is as big as it comes. And he is in play, and that announcement could potentially come at any moment. You see this Bob Nightingale latest? Dave Sampson's going to join us shortly. What's the Bob Nightingale Bob Nightingale latest? latest Cubs hopes of landing Otani have, quote, significantly waned. Looks like Dodgers, Blue Jays, Angels, Giants, the likely finalists. No Yankees, Red Sox, man. That means he doesn't want any part. I, I, so I remember, I, um, who knows? Who knows? But, but, yeah. but, but all I know is, remember I was saying to you and everyone here that he might not want any piece of the Northeast Corridor. Right. Zero. <laughs> but then he wants no but, piece but of, Toron- like, everybody's there to watch him take batting practice. But Toronto kind of? Like, well, Toronto is, is... I guess that's kind is, of. It's AL I mean, East. I know that, but you're, you're in... I mean, with the ultimate of respect, you're in... I mean, sleepy Toronto. And, that's got, and that, is not, that is not a disrespect, but yeah. I mean, Kawhi was like a perfect guy for Toronto where he could yeah. go walking around right. and have dinner. Remember, remember there were yeah. these signs that, you know, he can eat for free in their yeah. places. You're right. Yeah. I mean, try and go walking around New York, Boston, nope. Philadelphia. No chance. Yeah. Even Balmer, you know, like, come on. There's no anonymity there, man. Mm-mm. So I, I, I don't know that that would make sense to me if he really wants to do that. Obviously, playing designated hitter um, in the American League is they're used to. I mean, it's it's everywhere now. But, you know, uh, breaking news as well that, you know, um, as soon as I'm done here, we were recording uh, the uh, Susie and uh, Amy pod. What the football? I'll be the guest. Um, guys, the um, six words you want to hear on a Tuesday with Susie and Amy coming in because, you know, Susie and I, we share the same Postmates account. Susie stopped um, at the bakery. No, no, that's, that's only, no, no, that's it, only it's four. close. 
Tasty Donuts is preparing your order. Has <laughs> shown up on my phone. You got an email about yeah. that? No, I got, a, I got well, an alert. the same Postmates alert. We share the same account. <laughs> yeah, he's told us. That's how he always knows. Popped up on my phone an alert. During uh, during the break, Tasty Donuts is preparing your order. So there you have it. Wow. Tasty Donuts. Yeah. How about, so, how about that's that? on the way. That's on the way to the studio right now. So we got that going for us, which, yeah, is, nice. which is nice. Which is nice. Oh, the, another update is Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain. Um, so that is official, coming straight from the head coach's mouth. Well, that's good. Man. And well, I mean, it's good in the fact Compared that there's nothing to, broken. Yeah. That's not season ending. Um, and I guess we're now on ankle watch again, like last year with Mahomes. Right. And we saw, you know, he won a Super Bowl on half mm-hmm. an ankle. So we'll see what happens from here on out. But this is what Doug Peterson had to say Peterson. just moments ago. So starting with Trevor, obviously, it's just a right um, high ankle sprain. Uh, everything's stable. Everything looks good. Um, and, and we'll see where he is here in a couple of days. There you go. So stable means he said later in his address that he does not believe tightrope surgery is required, which is what Kenny Pickett just had on his ankle to make sure that he's not out for the dreaded four to six and gets back sooner, which means if it's stable enough that you don't have to have that surgery, maybe, just maybe, who knows? So that's good news. The bad news is, I mean, on the first play of the game, blown coverage – on the Cincinnati secondary, Christian Kirk is wide open and he backs up to catch the ball and he doesn't get up. Yeah. And he suffered, apparent, according uh. to Doug Peterson, a core muscle injury that will require surgery. Oh, that sounds so bad. That means normally the normal rate of recovery for that is two months. So you could do the math here. Like if yeah, the Jaguars. Playoffs. You know, have to go on a deep playoff run. Their number one wide receiver, which is what he has been, with you know even Calvin Ridley being there. I mean, Christian Kirk has been dynamite. So that is the long-term injury that it appears the Jaguars are going to have to deal with. At least not their quarterback, but that's significant. You could tell when he went down; he grabbed near like the right. groin area. The, the yeah. Thumb. So you could tell it was like he pulled something, something. inside the there. Yeah. Oh man, he, he was obviously in pain. I know. I mean, just, what a tough just, loss for Jacksonville against the the Bengals, being you know a shadow of themselves, and then and Etienne Browning, was banged up last night. I know, and like, then and then Jake Browning shows up like Joe Burrow. I mean, Burrow, I mean, honestly, those numbers. If you if you had, if we had said to you prior to the season, oh Cincinnati will win in overtime on Monday Night Football okay. against Jacksonville, and their quarterback will have thirty two. We go thirty two for thirty seven, over three hundred yards, throw one in the air, and, and have a running and 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 passing, t- including in the passing touchdown is seventy yards to Jamar Chase on the road. And, and, points. and you'd go, oh man, that's 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 Burrow being Burrow. Yeah, Burrow killing it's, it. No, it's Jake Browning being Jake Browning. Maybe. Dude. We can't make it up. So that's the latest in Jacksonville. It's been a weird year, man. Well, that's, Rich technically, you know, I got the script here. Nah. Get out of here. I told you to throw that out. Well, I've just been – there's some interesting stuff coming up. Just get ready. I wanted to see Rodgers in New York getting ready for a playoff, you know, 
type W yeah. game against, you know, Houston building their resume instead of seeing him in Live. cushy chairs yeah. with Pat. New York with a Tom Brady picture over his shoulder. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Right now. I don't know. That's that's ESPN Studios. Yeah. All right. Ugh. What you got? So it's Tuesday, and it's still time to overreact to stuff. Oh. We have moved our weekly overreaction Monday segment to Tuesdays because overreaction Monday, the podcast, we're posting it on Mondays, and you can go get it on our YouTube page, or wherever you get your podcasts to listen to. But now it is time for Overreaction Monday on Tuesday. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. On a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) That's tremendous. (laughs) Wasn't expecting that. Hey, guys. What's up? Everybody good? Yeah. Sorry about that last segment, Rich. We just got so heated at each other. What do you got? Jake Browning's taking the Bengals to the playoffs. <laughs> I wish I could sit here and say this is not an overreaction. Did you see that last night? I know. I, I know. Guess I'm talking about it. I know. And later on, I'm going to give you my top five teams that can crash the playoff party. And we'll see if, it's on, if he makes on that list. He was spectacular. Jamar Chase was amazing. And T. Higgins looked like His T. Back. Higgins. And Joe Mixon scored touchdowns. Let's just keep Tyler Boyd from throwing, and we're in good shape. Who was that Chase guy, the other running back? Dude. Never heard of oh, him. Oh, Chase Brown. He was from he's from Illinois. He um, looked great, too. I know. And and he's going to he, – he, he's been hurt. I love the white uniforms. Hey, listen, their issue is what's happened already this season. They are winless in division. Those are the first tie breaks that you can you normally have going against you. The good news for them is two of the losses, the ones that they've already lost the tie break to completely, is Baltimore, and they're not winning this division, so that's gone. However, Outside of having lost Pittsburgh and Cleveland already, their issue is their record in conference. They're two and six in conference. And those are the tie breaks that might cost them. One thing that they have, at least, is they've got one over the Bills. Mm -hmm. Another one is they could get one over Indianapolis next week if they beat the Colts. Right. right? And then if the Texans come on strong, the problem is they've lost to the Texans already. But if the Texans knock out Pittsburgh and Cleveland, they could get some spots, and if Denver starts tripping up, yep. they could they could make a run. But the numbers do not support that. But Jake Browning playing like that shows that the Bengals still have the stuff to alive. beat some teams yeah. and have have a run. So at the moment, I'll call this an overreaction. But I appreciate you uh, trying to hook me in off the start there. <laughs> what else? Oh, felt right, Rich. Felt it did, right. it's, and, it, and it does kind of. But uh, I just the numbers the. High break numbers are, are bleak for Cincinnati right now. Tyree kills the MVP through 13 weeks. No. The dude's going to get 2,000 yards. I know he's top seed he's, right he's now in the to, AFC. He's going to do it. No, I, I mean, he's he offensive need, he player needs, of the year. He needs, what, 500 yards in five games? He's offensive player of the year. Well, why why can't he be MVP? Brock Purdy plays on a super team. Yeah. Okay. So and and he has two other MVP candidates yeah. on his roster. Yeah. So he kind of gets dinged a little bit for that. And then who else? 
Christian McCaffrey is an offensive rookie of the year candidate who is a difference maker for for San Francisco. But Purdy if you say is him there. and Purdy like split votes, uh, why can't why can't it be Tyreek Hill? I think we need to talk about this more. Okay, uh, and I'm 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 there for you. Um, I, I let's put it this way: that's not an overreaction. That's a legitimate argument. Dude's getting triple team every time. It still has one fifty and a touchdown. Dude, I, I I hear you, but against the Chiefs, they lost. I again. You can't say that and then also say, hey, who have they really beaten? Which I know is a, a drum you've kind of beaten for Miami, too. You know, we've got Mike McDaniel on tomorrow's one program. T- one take Maybe I should ask him, who is your MVP? I wonder who he would say. He wouldn't say that. That's what we call a trap question. He's a, he's a coach. He loves all his children. You his know? response would probably be amusing. <laughs> should I have the crystal ball with me here? <laughs> yeah, Mike, I'm looking into the crystal ball. What is that, right? <laughs> Um, not, I'll, I'll, I'll say that's not an overreaction, but you know, an, a wide receiver winning that award would truly be unbelievable. What is Jerry Rice the only one who's ever done that? Right? I don't even think he actually. I did think he it. has. You ask me the next one. I'll look it up. Go ahead. The NFC. Speaking of Jerry Rice, the NFC is the 49ers conference to lose. Uh, I agree. Uh, and you know, this is a, a nice reverse of what, um, you know, of what you said on our overreaction Monday podcast is that they are, they are um, the, the going to be the one seed. So it's the same way of, of saying it. I'll repeat again what I said here. And by the way, Jerry Rice won a Super Bowl MVP. Um, so yeah, it's damn there. Damn right. Their conference to lose. Cause the two teams that can take the one seed from them, they've already beaten in Philadelphia and Dallas. And I don't think Detroit is going to have a better record than San Francisco at the end of the year. They're playing way too inconsistently while San Francisco is suddenly now playing consistently great. So, damn straight, it's their conference to lose. You know, they should win every game with the exception potentially of the Ravens coming in their house to finish off Christmas night. Um, That said, it's their conference to lose. Yes, sir. That is not an overreaction. What else you got? I've been pushing for this team to be the one seed in the AFC. Thought there was a path. Didn't get it done. Now Trevor Lawrence is possibly out for a while. Because of that, the Texans are going to win the AFC South. I counsel against that, sir. I'll say that's an overreaction at present. That is what I will say. Yes, sir. That's an overreaction. We know how important quarterbacks are. CJ you know, Beathard looked okay. Mm-hmm. But if he's got to play multiple games, I, I'm worried about no, Jacksonville I, I still winning it. that division. I get it. Uh, I, I think they could w- beat Cleveland with CJ Beathard. You know? Um, and then the issue is, is that Houston, let's see what their schedule is. At the Jets, at Tennessee, home for Cleveland, Tennessee, at Indianapolis. They, they, could, they could win a lot of those games, but they're still so young. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 still they still are kind of like a puppy, you know, who 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 may may grow up into a grown dog very shortly. They already are a team with bite. Um, I'm just not going to sit here and say that Lawrence going out means they're eliminated from the playoffs. I would say playoffs. Oh, the division. I'm sorry. I was just that was the college football playoff committee thing in my head um but i'm that's not going to say that they're not going to the playoffs as a home team i can't sit there and say that yet i mean when i when i say that the texans are a puppy can you ascribe to them they should win every game that they're supposed to win 
like this weekend? They should have. But, but, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Strange, against strange the things happen. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I can't sit there and say that. And Jacksonville has a very stout team as well. And C.J. Beathard should perform well enough to maybe make this an overreaction. What else, Chris? I love the way he played on Sunday Night Football, Rich. Jordan Love is going to be a top five quarterback the rest of the year and win a playoff game. Uh, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. I mean, we've seen it. And the Giants are going to blitz him coming off the bus. We'll see what he has to do about that. And I think he will handle that very well. And then Green Bay's rushing attack uh, should only get better when Aaron Jones hopefully gets healthy soon. And their pass rush is terrific. So you got to, when you talk about, you know, winning a playoff game, it's not just the quarterback. They have the stuff to do that. They have the stuff to go into Detroit and surprise them. They have the stuff to maybe go into Philadelphia. Uh, San Francisco would be a tall order, but um, I'm assuming they'll be a six or a seven seed, right? Because right, um, five ain't, ain't happening. I mean, they absolutely have that. And he has been a top five quarterback for three weeks already. So why shouldn't he continue doing it? He's been a top five quarterback for three weeks. He outperformed Justin Herbert. Obviously, had Justin Herbert gotten some passes caught, <laughs> that would have been helpful. He outperformed Jared Goff, and he outperformed Mahomes. Facts. Facts. So, uh, I don't think that's an overreaction at all. All right, last one. And, and, and TJ, you know, you got to manifest. You got to speak things into existence, Who you right? Telling? Who you tell Got to gotta do it. Got to see it to believe it. Got to speak it to believe it. The Panthers are going to win another game this year. <laughs> They had a lead against Tampa. You could see it. Yeah. Bryce Young is, no, no, is, is getting coached yeah. up now. We got a new staff. I got it. Mingo is coming on. Chuba Chuba is doing his thing. They're <laughs> going to win another game. I'm this going year. to respond to your overreaction Monday topic with a what's more likely for you, TJ Jefferson. <laughs> what's more likely? I'm not liking Chris this. Brockman is saying this about the Panthers because he's a keen observer of the game. Mm-hmm. He watches his all 22 film. I'm a tape he head. sees he sees exactly yeah. how the Panthers just in one game improved right. and how Bryce Young is 100%. maturing before okay. our very eyes. Very, very and he eyes. is using his football acumen uh-huh. to make it a, 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 an accurate it. assessment of the Panthers' possibility of winning. No doubt. Any of that's no correct. doubt. Or, or he's saying this because he wants the Patriots to get Caleb Williams and have the first overall Did pick in the draft. Did you see the memo about this? You see, so yeah, I would say the latter. I have on the that memo one. about this yeah. right yeah, here from actually have Chris it. Brockman from right, Inatank LLC. You have the memo. I got, I got Chris it. Chris has yeah, the memo. I, I, mean, I have I the memo. It. I wrote it. You, so. uh, TJ, yeah. you have the memo. Even Del Tufo didn't misplace the memo. He's got it. So to the Patriots, Panthers, and Cardinals, telling them that at the very end, cut the crap. He wants the Panthers to win at least one, if not two more games, the Patriots to lose out, and the Cardinals to keep chomping wood. That's what the memo says, just to shorten it for everyone. So what's more likely? I, what's more likely? Uh, not the former, the latter. Thank you, sir. Yes, uh, well done. He just wants the Pats okay. to get that first. Pick. That's my answer he to you. chopping up all 22. Well done. Well done. Way too, way too uh, co-opt your rare overreaction Monday real estate to push your... 
memorandum. This is just what I'm seeing. That's his agenda. His Panthers. agenda. The Panthers are going to do yeah, it. I mean, okay. win another game. We can't have the Suddenly, Patriots get the just, number one Hashtag home. keep pounding. Okay. Keep pounding, you should come in, We should get you your, your Panthers gear. I can you. feel it. Keep pounding. I'm your number one fan. Stay he in. likes his water tepper. Okay. Let's take a break. David Sampson's going to join us. Let's talk Otani. He's the host of Nothing Personal. And the former Marlins president coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, back here on our program. We'll get to David Sampson in a moment. Sampson Simpson. So, it's it's Otani. Oof. It's Otani. Well, I mean, what would that be equivalent of? Yamamoto. It's, it's all these guys. Yeah, too, right. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it's be the Juan Soto. And Juan Soto's right. on the market. Wasn't Soto's you told team. me the other day is that the Yankees and the Padres and their discussions of Juan Soto have now reached the process of exchanging names yeah names of players and it's just like hi i'm oh players not like hi i'm brian yeah no no no, no. Like, that's that's like, not the exchange yeah. of names <laughs> right, and your right. name is and then I, and then i heard one the yankees purposely didn't uh issue a number 18 this year because they're reserving it for yamamoto because he wears 18 in japan unless they're i don't know i i have no idea if this w- was his number I mean, rumors are crazy. uh but uh, unless they're trying to save it for randy velarde day <laughs> Did Johnny Damon I don't think, wear was 18? he 18? Who was worried? I mean, did Johnny Damon wear 18? Oh, let me for look the it Yankees? up right here. Keep, hold on, hold on. I got this. I got this. I know exactly where to find it. The old, uh, the old pro baseball reference. Ah, one of the greatest sites on earth. Stone Street told me a friend of his got a zero on the Immaculate Grid for baseball. <laughs> what? A zero. <laughs> and he sent me, he texted how? me. The, how? I don't know. A a, zero. Could have had a hard day that day. Johnny Damon, did wear, Johnny Damon did wear 18 for the Yankees. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, he's not getting a day. Yeah, that ain't happening. I mean, it's like the SATs. You get you get points for getting your name right. Like, There's usually one or two that are just Dude, zero. super easy. He got zero. Zero point. Zero. Yeah, I don't know. We can find it right here. 
But at any rate, Randy Velarde Day are words that I've always wanted to say into a microphone. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to do today's immaculate grid. <laughs> We're on the air. What oh, are you doing? Oh, sorry. I mean, you mentioned me. that. I, don't know. I do stuff like that. You don't do that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Who had a 30 stolen base season for the Angels? Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio <laughs> Network, Angels. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. He is the host of the Nothing Personal podcast and the former president of the Marlins organization. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show is David Sampson. How are you, sir? I am doing well. It's hard to be bad. We're in the middle of a great offseason with the you. greatest free agent in history. It is that. Ready to sign. It is that, right? I mean, he is, would you say? I mean, obviously, what do you Reggie Jackson didn't pitch, right, back in the 70s, and that was the, that was the first big monster free agent after George got catfish, I guess, you know, back in the day. A-Rod. A-Rod, okay. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So we're, 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 what's your sense of what's going on with Otani as you and I are conversing, David? What do you so got? everything was going swimmingly until he hurt his pitching elbow, and yeah. he's not going to be able to pitch next year. So he was going to be the first top of the rotation and middle of the order bat all in one body to be a free agent. Right. And now he's just a middle of the order bat and you have to wait on him to be a top of the order rotation guy. But all of these teams are jumping all over each other to pay him as though he's both. And so the contract that he gets is going to be fascinating because were I to be negotiating with him other than just giving in and adding years and adding money. I'd have it very highly incentivized and pay him a lot of money if he does actually come back and pitch, which is not guaranteed. So what what's the um, what's the idea uh, of, of his ability to pitch? What's the general sense? Are they sharing uh, X-rays, MRIs and stuff like that? Or, or just say, trust us, he's going to be good. What do you think? Well, well, trust us is not good. Even with a $1 million free agent, there's very rarely trust. Once you have a letter of agreement that is signed by both parties, it's always pending a physical. And the physical for a free agent like Shohei is going to be extensive. Not only are you going to get old MRIs and you're going to get the old reports from the surgery that he had, but you're also going to start over and have him re-examined and re-looked at. But you have to have protections in there, in my opinion. If you're going to make a $500 million investment in anything, you're going to want belt and suspenders. And that's why I can't wait to see what the final terms of the deal are. So then the question is, David, the, I guess, $600 million question uh, is, what does Otani want um, other than being paid as if he is both, despite the fact that he won't be able to be both uh, for a while? And we'll just have to see if he can be both um, at the same ability that we have seen. So what does he want outside of that, David? So this is the biggest question. And in my experience with free agents, very big free agents, and also with Ichiro, when we were negotiating with Ichiro when he was a free agent, there's a lot that is not talked about, and that's called comfort. Normally, players are not interested they say they look at the school system or they look at the minor league system and it's all eyewash. They're looking for the most guaranteed money possible. But I, when I was negotiating with Ichiro, he was very interested in everything surrounding spring training, everything surrounding our ballpark, how he would get to the ballpark, where his locker would be, what the colors of our uniform were, hmm. all things that meant something to him. And I didn't understand it when I first started dealing with Ichiro and having known him for so many years, it's only built my respect for him. And there's a good chance that Shohei is like that as well. 
which is why nobody is saying the Angels have a chance to retain him. And I said on Nothing Personal a year ago that I thought the Angels would actually re-sign him. And I'm not willing to change my mind just yet. They are one of the four finalists, so we're hearing in the media. But we're going to find out here shortly. Well, I mean... (sighs) So, so that that's why the Yankees and the Red Sox are out because it'd be terrible traffic for him to get to the stadium. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. Like, what does he want? Because clearly, when you're talking about the Angels or Toronto, there's not a lot of longtime listeners, first time callers. There's not like a, a media crush of a hundred, um, you know, scribes and and cameras and what have you before the game we we, you know you and i have talked in previous conversations on this show angels don't ask him to do too much and he's just kind of like right around the corner from from the stadium um so that's what i ask about what does he want because obviously i'm biased being from the northeast i mean what a festival it would be in yankee stadium or you know fenway park for for his batting practice does he not want that i'm not sure that uh, many players when they're figuring out where they want to be as free agents are focused on that when i say comfort i'm talking about routine i'm talking about what it's like to be in los angeles versus in new york and not from a tax standpoint from a life standpoint he has scribes as you call them whether he signed with the marlins or the dodgers or the yankees There's a traveling group of people who are covering his every move from Japan, and they would just go to whatever city he's in, wherever he signs. So in his mind, that's not a big difference maker because it's going to be the same anywhere. So then you go a level deeper, which is the creature comforts of the devil you know versus the devil you don't. And he's claimed he wants to win, and the Angels haven't won. But at the end of the day, my friend Giancarlo Stanton went to the Yankees thinking he'd get a World Series, and here he is multi-years later. It's not so easy. So I'm not sure that going to a different team is the panacea that so many people think it is. And I think Shohei knows that. So then what's your uh, uh, opinion of what we're hearing are the the final four for him, David? So we just got word moments ago that now interest in the Cubs has waned. When we were after a big free agent and we didn't think we were going to get him, we would leak to the press that we're no longer involved and we've gone a different direction because we wanted to make sure that our fans were not built up in this anticipation and then we'd let them down. Right. So if you're told by the player that it's not going to work or you won't go to the years and dollars that are required, then you leak out the way the Cubs just did. The Giants, Dodgers, Angels, and Blue Jays apparently are the finalists. And yesterday, Rich, this is a great one. The rumor was out that he was in Dunedin touring the spring training facility. And that made me smile because in all 18 years, I never had one player asked to tour the spring training facility. That was not high on their list. I am not exactly sure that that will be a difference maker uh, for the Blue Jays, Mm -hmm. but I would expect him to stay in LA. To me, it's either Dodgers or Angels. And I think from a respect standpoint, Rich, and people aren't talking about this enough, it's a very big blow to Angels when you lose a player to Dodgers. It's like going Mets-Yankees or Yankees-Mets. And I'm not sure that Shohei wants to do that to the faithful fans of the Angels. No kidding. Interesting. Or, or, you know, I guess, but the Dodgers would... uh you know, would put his cologne up on the on the big screen, right? You know, like, the, I mean, the, I, I just love going to the Angels games, you know, the last couple of years. You're just seeing all of Otani's stuff up on the screen and a ton of, like, the, even 
what is that that Japanese cat food the cat has, has a, yeah. the, the cat, cat treats a favorite number treats. one cat treats of Japan. I mean, everyone would do that. So after all this, you think it's entirely possible that he just stays put. Well, I want Angels. to bring you back to when Shohei first entered Major League Baseball and Please was signed by the sense. Angels. You may recall that it was a jump ball, or so we all thought, right. because we all only had international slot money to sign Otani. We made a trade with the Yankees as a Marlin to give them extra international slot money because we knew we weren't going to get Otani, and the Yankees thought they had a chance to. When he signed with the Angels, we got a memo from the commissioner's office saying, Whichever team signs Shohei Otani, you are only signing him for this current contract with this amount of money. Any promise for any future money will be a violation and you will get in trouble. Mm -hmm. That was the concept. My view has been, as well as many others in the industry, when he signed with the Angels originally, that there may have been some understanding that upon free agency, he would have a contract. Is that coming to pass? Mm. I have a small feeling that Artie Moreno is going to get a right to match where Otani goes out and gets an offer, goes back to Moreno and says, here's what the number is. You match this number and I will respect our deal and I'll stay an angel. That's always been in the back of my head and so many other executives with whom I worked and still speak. And it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. All right. Now the, the question is timing, because if I'm not if, if I'm not mistaken, the entirety of the winter meetings and everything else is grinding to a screeching halt until this gets decided, David, right? Well, you're getting some stuff on the, on the perimeter, which is we don't really care about important. the perimeter, David, who cares about the perimeter? You know, yeah, I mean? exactly. Okay. Major league baseball has an entire press room at the winter meetings where big announcements can be made and you right. can call them and say, we have this signing. We want use of the full room. And baseball, the commissioner's office, wants big signings now sure. because you can take the news away from NBA and NFL. The problem is players and agents and teams don't really care so much about that, <laughs> about winning the news of the week. So no one's going to rush into a deal with Otani or rush the physical. The physical is a two to three day issue. So he has to come to an agreement, then have the physical, then get the results, then get himself to Nashville and then do a huge media appearance, which he doesn't like anyway. So I don't think it will be announced in Nashville at the winter meetings because that's not his style. He didn't even do an interview when he won MVP. Do you remember that? Yeah, he I said there were technical issues. <laughs> so um, everybody in the media, um, and certainly in baseball media, should stake out MRI tubes in Southern California, San Francisco, and Toronto, is what you're saying, to see if he walks into a, a place to get checked on. David. So here's another nugget. For He's you. not going to telehealth his his uh, his his uh, physical, is he, David? I it mean, depends where he is. We let Ichiro do his physical in Japan. Okay. So it is not completely out of the question that there could be a physical in Japan. <laughs> I don't know where Shohei is, other than Dunedin. I do not believe that uh, I would get in the way of him wanting to do a physical in a place where he is versus where we want him to be. I just would need to make sure that my doctors were a part of the results and got to see it. And if they had a question or a problem and wanted to put hands on him, that would be a condition precedent to the deal being completed. So at some point he's going to have to go to the city in which he signs. And that's why I also think Nashville is not exactly on his itinerary. David Sampson, former Marlins president, nothing personal podcast host. 
Um, who is, for my listeners and viewers, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and why should they care about him, David? Well, the hope is I'm going to bring back a name that maybe you haven't talked about much. Remember Dice K? Of course. Dice K with the ghost fork and the. I went to his first spring training game. I believe his first appearance was at Roger Dean against the Marlins. Yeah. And we were looking at his different pitches, and there were about 100 media credentials. He got signed to that huge deal. He was going to be Koufax. And it turned out he was fine. He was just fine. Mm-hmm. Now, Yamamoto, on the other hand, people are jumping all over themselves. I don't know if you know this. He already won the Cy Young next year in Major League Baseball. It's finished. <laughs> He's got it. I had He's no the idea. best pitcher Sweet. ever. This just in. Okay. Love it. $300 million for a guy who's never pitched an inning in big league baseball. I don't understand how that's possible. And this is not me being grumpy old executive. This is me saying there are myriad examples of players where it doesn't translate. Now, could he be the exception for sure? Am I going to give him the biggest contract ever to a pitcher in years and money on the hope that that's the case? I'd rather stick with Velarde. <laughs> is that a Yankee reference? Because the Yankees are supposedly being the team that's just going to, I guess, cash in all their star insurance and throw it at Yamamoto. David, is that what uh, you're telling me? What's it's going a on? dream come true for Yamamoto. If you've got the Yankees and Mets involved, and this is Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, uh-huh. who needs pitching, who's not rebuilding no matter what he says. They clearly are not satisfied with their rotation. He'd be a great ad. Senga's already on the team. But... The Yankees also have a real problem having not won the World Series since 09 and bringing back uh, Boone and Cashman and hoping to get better. They need pitching. So can you imagine when both the Yankees and Mets want you, your price just keeps going up, and that's what we're seeing happen. Eventually, someone's going to blink, and then he'll be left with one team, and that's the team he will sign with. So me, I still think it's going to be the Mets, not the Yankees. You do think it's the Mets, right? Because um, Stephen A. is going to just – Cohen. Uh, is going to <laughs> go right. Uh, I needed to finish that. Um, yes. Is going to is going to just cough it up. You know all the uh, Axe Capital money. If he's saying. willing to give forty plus million dollars to Scherzer per year and to <laughs> Verlander per year, and recognize that Yamamoto is likely a better investment, at least in the short term, and Stephen Cohen is willing to spend the amount of money that he spends, he hasn't won. And remember, when he took over, he said World Series in the first three to five years. My math may be off, but I think he's running out of time in that window. Yes. So he's got to do something, and uh, Yamamoto seems to be a good fit to me. Yeah, the Wilpons not walking through that door for Cashman to win this one, huh, David? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, you know? I believe that if you ask the Wilpons secretly what they really want for the Mets to do, yes, uh, they would like the Mets to win, but not win that much (laughs) because they still own a piece. So they, they're very invested in the team financially doing well. Mm-hmm. To the extent they can get rid of the chop shops, that may be nice. <laughs> For the network to have better ratings, they still own part of the network. But I do not believe that they sit there and watch games saying, please, Steve, win more. How about them apples? And then just last one for, for me here is, do you know how at all? I mean, because he doesn't have any of George in him, you know, Steinbrenner. Uh, do you know how at all? Because Of course. Because the bottom line is, is he just, it's kind of crazy. Like, I wonder if he has a pulse because, you know, what what's happening with the team and and the moves that have made, you know, that uh, Montgomery out, Bader in, now Bader's gone, Montgomery's winning World Series rings, you know, and it's 
wild, man. Uh, that that George would have had this this thing, you know, in his briefcase by the end of the day, and here we are entering twenty twenty four, running it back. Like, what's your assessment of that? With the Yankees, I would David. say that Hal, with all due respect to Hal, has daddy issues, just like the rest of us. And George <laughs> was so quick to get rid of managers and general managers. He's never done that. Hal's never done anything in season. This past season, they got rid of their hitting coach. It was the first in-season move. It's like the Steelers. They never do stuff, and they did it this year because the cologne of desperation ends up stinking at one point or another. But he doesn't want to be like George, the impetuous and sort of crazy guy that George was. So Hal is overcompensating. Who of us doesn't overcompensate to try to not be our parents? And I think that's what Hal's doing. <laughs> but for me, I got to tell you, this has to be the final year. If they have another bad year, I don't know how you continue with Boone and Cash. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because a lot of Yankee fans would like, I guess, send him to therapy to get through it. Um, thank you. Thank well, as you. you know, that takes years. I know that. And a lot of money. David, I appreciate the time and the great conversation again. And I also appreciate you giving me my baseball fantasy team name for next year, Cologne of Desperation. That's in. I got it. That I is love the, it. That is the name of my team, Cologne of Desperation. I'll have my lawyers call your lawyers. <laughs> Thank you, David. Appreciate it. <laughs> Take it easy on me. Nothing personal podcast host, David Sampson. Check it out where you get all your podcasts and follow him on social media. He's got daddy issues. <laughs> Tough to argue with that. I know. <laughs> I don't even I don't know. <laughs> What's the follow-up to that? <laughs> Again, lifetime contract. I hope they both stay forever. Dude. I don't even know how Met fans feel about an owner who has just got a bottomless pit of money. And, um, and so the Yankees are going to lose out on Yamamoto and Otani. That's a tough to And, and how yeah. do you not, if you're, would George ever stand for that? Oh, no. Ever stand for that? He'd offer Yamamoto double just to have him. <sighs> He'd be the one getting the 600 mil. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say. But uh, everybody thinks Otani's popping this week, and he's saying that's a two- to three-day um, physical. Right. Otani's not going to fly to Nashville to do a press conference. Yeah, I, I, mean, I totally forgot that should, he just didn't do an MVP one. I mean, he should do karaoke there. I did. <laughs> Go to Santa's Pub? Yeah. Otani and Santa's Pub. Otani and Santa's Pub. No cursing. Del Tufo <laughs> broke that I rule. I mean, jeez, Mike. <laughs> Great Santa's Pub in Nashville. One of the best karaoke <laughs> bars ever. I'm sorry. Sign right there. Walked out Literally. smelling like an ashtray and, and embarrassed just... that Mike Del Tufo in front of the sign that says no cursing. It looked like any other rule in that place was inviolate, except, you know, that was the only one you couldn't break. Immediately gets and everything, hey, else goes, goes, everything else goes. All right, I'm at first. Hey, like, hey, hey, oh. And it wasn't it. like uh, he did it once. He no, dropped like the hardest curse words. I know. Words. I, I know. He never talks that way. You know? I did, kill it. At the I did kill it with the song. But anyway, right. Otani, go to Santa's Pub. <laughs> I mean, Could you in. imagine Otani at Santa's, Santa's Pub? pub. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's why it would be amazing. What Man. song does he pick? And you and I thought. That's Amore. We had, and all three of us in this room thought, oh, okay. We got a shot. Mets, Yankees, we Red Sox, we have a shot. We got a shot. He wants no, no part shot. of it. No shot. Wants no part of it. It's three West Coast teams and a place in Canada. I told Brockman this the other day about Toronto, and he laughed at it. Don't laugh at it. Is he serious about winning? Toronto is Toronto. 
Think about who's on the. Is in the it Blue every Jinx. year? Toronto's yeah. in it more than you are. Yeah. Your, your your team and mine the last couple oh, years, yeah. pal. Vlad Jr. I mean, wake up. Toronto's in the play. It's not a coffee. We at least won a World Series recently. I, I mean, but, that's, dude, yeah, but it's yeah, Boston, but, bro. Like, you dude, know. Toronto has a better chance to win now we than either one of our teams yeah. right now. Oh, well, that's true. But. Okay, and you it's add Otani, and uh, plus, again, he, he Otani could be like, it's like the Kawhi of baseball, isn't he? That's right? A, that's a kind of a pretty good analogy. You know, you know where he's you don't hear incredible. You don't hear anything don't hear about him. He doesn't about put him. himself out there. You also don't know anything about him. You don't hear anything about him. He doesn't want to talk and, you know, and just he just wants to be. He just wants to, what, yeah. eat apples, right? <laughs> I <think laughs> Allegedly. Was, I think that was disproven. All right, yeah. we'll take a break. 844 Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, and Otani. Ah, stop it. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. In this day and age, though, uh, I've had a conversation with fellow Hall of Famer John Smoltz a couple weeks ago, Reggie, that, uh, that 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 kids don't mind striking out as much these days. Did you have wow. Did you have an all or nothing mentality? Obviously, you're. We all know how many strikeouts you had in your career, but um, did that matter at all to you? Because there's a lot of hand wringing over it today these days. Well, I, I think I struck out too much. And I average somewhere 2,500 in 21 years is 125 a year. Um, so, but that's too many. Uh, and I think for 162 games, if I would have played him, I'd have averaged 140 something. Mm-hmm. That's too many strikeouts. You can get by with it. Uh, this is, wow. Hold on, let me take this call from you, you Hal go, Steinbrenner. I'll call go, him right back. Okay, you go. Hey, Hal, I'll call you right back. It's Reggie. Okay, thank you. Um, Reg, I mean, seriously, you could take that. I mean, you could put me on hold for the boss. That's okay. <laughs> I got, I wouldn't want, I can't have you hear what I'm saying. Now, hold on a second, uh, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, hold on. Real quick, though. I, I'm not, I, I would not be doing my job if I didn't ask this question. If that was George back in the day, would you have been able to tell him? No, no. What you just told his son? No, no, I'd have hung up on you. I might not even have told you. <laughs> <laughs> I might not even have told you. I'd have just acted like I wasn't on the phone. <laughs> no, I'd have hung up. <laughs> oh, man. Now, if, that, if, if that was Hank, uh, oh. I'd have probably got off the phone because he'd have had some choice words for me, too. Ah, the great Reggie Jackson and Hal Steinbrenner. And Reggie doesn't talk very much to Hal anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Back here on our show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Um, Let's go to Jeff in Los Angeles. Been waiting for a bit. What's up, Jeff? What's going on, Rich? How you doing? What's going on? Hey, I was calling to talk to you and and have your back on Michigan's reaction, but I had to 
tell you why me as a Southern Californian is a Yankees fan. Okay. Because I never thought I would hear the name Randy Bellardi on your show. Not a boy. It is because <laughs> of Randy Bellardi. Just wait. Next hour is brought to you by Andy Stankowitz, Jeff. So stay tuned. We'll keep going down the I list. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so, yes. So gro- gro- growing oh. up, my best friend. Next week is, is Alvaro Espinosa week on the Rich Eisen Show. I'll keep going down the light-hitting <laughs> shortstops. Although Velarde had some pop. But what's on your mind? So, so go- growing up, my best friend, uh, his uncle was Randy Velarde. Oh, so, look at us. Andy used to take us when they would come out and play the Angels, take us down to the dugout, have us meet everybody, um, had me meet my childhood favorite player then, Donnie Baseball, <laughs> uh, which obviously then turned into Jeter. But, uh, yes. so yeah, that's how I became a lifelong Yankee fan was Randy Velarde. And I always feel bad that he got, which we thought was going to be that game-clinching hit against the Mariners in that ALD. Oh, right. And then right, Blackjack the McDowell 11. gave up, uh, came in in relief. Oh God, that was that was before, but that was that was that was before Tory. That was BT. Um, what what yeah. what what were you going to say about Michigan, Jeff? So, Rich, I have your back a hundred percent on the Michigan reaction, and I think the the entire thing is ridiculous. I think they were just reacting to how everybody else that was watching the show yeah. reacted. What the heck just happened in a state of shock? So to say they were scared of Alabama and don't want to play Alabama. That's the implication. Myself personally thinks Michigan is the best team and has been the best team in college football all year. Well, we'll find out, Jeff. And and thanks for the call. And thanks for your support and uh, friendship through Velarde. Um, You know, again, that's the implication. And we may find out. You know, Alabama wins it all. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, hey, last week the Philadelphia Eagles were the first team to have a playoff clinching scenario Ooh. in the NFL. And uh, couldn't do it. As we saw, Niners stood in their way. In fact, <laughs> or ran past them if you're Debo Samuel. Jeez, I still can't believe that. So, they still have one this week. And this week it is a little bit simpler as well. There's on the screen right there. If they win and get any of the following that's up there, Seahawks loss at San Francisco, Rams loss at Baltimore. You think those are uh, feasible? If they win in Dallas and either of those other results come in, they punch a ticket. There's some other ones on the screen. That's a, a little bit more involved involving multiple teams. I think all those are possible. Yeah. They just have to win. Yeah. In Dallas. Um, and the team that beat them last week. They've got company in playoff clinching scenarios. Hit it. The San Francisco 49ers. There you go. All they got to do is beat Seattle, have the Packers lose at the Giants, or the Vikings lose at Vegas, and then there's a tie. Uh, uh, those are the results might not happen. Vegas gonna, might beat the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to pick Vegas this week, you I are? think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's one more. Your Dallas Cowboys. Uh oh. The Dallas go. Cowboys have <laughs> nice uh, playoff clinching scenarios. Let's go. Uh, these are a little involved. Uh oh. Because all they got to do is win and have six other results happen. <laughs> <laughs> In this oh, case, love it. 
there is an either or either the Rams or Saints lose if they beat the the Eagles and the Vikings Packers Seahawks Buccaneers all lose and the the Lions win and either the Rams or Saints lose that's the old partridge in a pear tree and then there's another one there's another one um with a ton of losses and ties and all that other stuff it's six more results different well for Dallas yeah oh, okay so just those three teams Are have. okay nobody in the AFC huh no one in the AFC. It's too It's too close. Yeah. You know, it's too close. There you have it. What's the craziest uh, scenario that you could think of? What do you mean? That would possibly happen. Like, like, nobody in the AFC has a scenario, right? No. And so, like, what if the Raiders somehow are the three seed? Well, here's the thing. You know um, what I mean? Like, what, what's the craziest thing you could think of? Uh, I've got a top five list coming up at the top of the next hour, Chris. Oh, yeah. Top of the next hour, I've got a top five list of the top five teams to that can crash the oh, playoff party. There you go. And uh, my glasses were on, um, so I saw uh, in the distance a blurry figure <laughs> hold up a large box of donuts and drop it down on the uh, oh goodness that counter over there. So I, I believe that's I thought we were having an earthquake. Susie. Yeah, I thought that, I felt something. I, move. I believe I saw a human drop a large box. I now, believe Susie is here. Come wave and say hi or something. Huh? Susie would normally come around the corner yeah. and say, what up? Um, I don't know. But she will next hour. Like, the Patriots aren't officially eliminated. Yeah. That's crazy. right. Right? Um, that only, I don't know. Only, no, the, the only, only team, the, the Panthers got eliminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, technically, you know, the Pats could go... Uh, excuse me. Five in a row and make the playoffs, which would pain me dearly. You, sir, are, are right now verbally... Violating your yeah, own memorandum. I mean, come on. Sorry, I'll rephrase. You're supposed to speak things into existence. Did right, you I'll... see the memo? Did right. you see it right. or not? <laughs> Sorry, I'll rephrase. The Cardinals could win out and suddenly be nine and you know seven and ten and make the playoffs. That's not out of the realm. By the way, the Cardinals um, looked really good last week. Well, they looked really good last week. They should probably just fire Tomlin because they lost to the Cardinals. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's the matter with people By the way, literally, What is the matter I, with I people I wasn't in into that conversation earlier, but then I started reading some of the comments under under the video. Of what? People are po- like really making the case that Tomlin should be fired. I'm not kidding you when I, I said before to Breer that, that this is more intense than ever. They're really I, making the case. I've been telling you guys for years about this. They're really like, well, look, want? he hasn't won a playoff game in seven years. Yeah. I kind of want Marvin them. Harrison equals Mike Tomlin. I kind of want those people to get what they want in a way. Because like, well, if they don't, if they don't want Tomlin, that's what then I'm he saying. shouldn't stay there. This was my and favorite then, one. And then just you yeah. watch. Then just yeah. you wait. You turn and into see. the Carolina Panthers. This is my favorite one. Playoff wins against Matt Moore, AJ McCarron, and Alex Smith. Blown out versus Baker Mayfield. Embarrassed by Bortles and Tebow. Just lost to the two and ten Cardinals at home. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>